Supporting Core is simple and easy. Go to patreon.com slash core show today. Before we do anything here today on this episode of Core, I would like John to explain to me what Doki Doki Literature Club is in one sentence or less. One paragraph. Just narrow okay. it down and give me the give me the give me everything I need to know in like two sentences. Go. I am gonna do this. Uh, I'm gonna steal from what you guys said before the show. All right. It is a uh, a a what's it called? A visual novel? No. A digital novel? What's a it called? Visual, visual, visual novel. Visual novel. Visual novel. Okay. okay. I have that term. I can do it. Okay. Right. This is the sentence. You ready? Right. Yeah, go. Okay. Here's the sentence. Okay. It is a visual novel, but it is more akin to Frog Fractions and From Dusk Till Dawn All right, so what it actually is. So what I'm going to take from that is, uh, and I've looked at a little preview of this thing, and it looks like anime girls yapping. That's all I can see. There's a uh-huh. complete no commentary six hour playthrough on on YouTube, and it yep. just looks like three anime ladies doing anime lady talking. Uh, I scanned through the video; it doesn't appear to be any sort of malfeasance going on uh, in terms of you know. There's no nudity or anything weird. It's just schoolgirls talking, and then. Uh, but what you're saying to me is like when I watched From Dust Till Dawn. I got halfway through that movie thinking I was watching one movie. And then it mm-hmm. suddenly turned immediately into a totally different movie. You're saying at some point during this game, that's the sensation. That's what happens. Correct. Okay. Yes. Why? Okay. Bigger question. Why is the chat room so convinced that I should watch or I should play Doki Doki Literature Club, in your opinion? Because, Scott, they like to torture you. <laughs> there's, a, there's a level of when we watch people stream you know, sometimes you watch it because somebody's funny. Sometimes you watch it because you're just passionate about the game and want to learn more. Sometimes we want to watch it because we want to see another human being suffer, but in a fun, innocent way. Mm, that's what would happen and to me. I would suffer if I played this. You think? You, okay, here's what would happen. Okay. The first bit where it's the first bit of From Dusk Till Dawn, uh-huh. you know, up to the like the, the shoe licking stuff. <laughs> Uh, that bit you would be annoyed as hell through. Okay. And people would really enjoy that. Okay. They would then enjoy it watching would do me the be little annoyed. twist. Yeah. And you would freak out in a completely different way, maybe. Mm. And people would really enjoy that on a whole nother level. Does it so become... there is two. There's we would get a tale of two Scots that would be entertaining. Yeah. But it still looks but... like through the whole six hours you're getting nothing but three anime ladies doing anime stuff. Yeah, so, pretty much. So in the story something changes, but really visually and Aesthetically, it's still those three anime ladies with lots of text to read, right? Yeah, kind of. Okay, I hate everything about this. I don't want to play it. <laughs> Bo, what's your take? Bo Schwartz? Uh, it's the same as you. Because I, I, I'm so anti-spoiler, I haven't dug too deep into what the twist is. But at the same time, I'm like, the packaging means I won't play this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It's like someone took barf and wrapped my Christmas present in it. <laughs> like I just, you're like, there's a million dollars in this box, and I'm like, I kind of just don't want it. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of just. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Okay, I, I got that here. Wait, I got a good box. question for you. If somebody said, okay. somebody said, Bo, here's five million dollars. The only caveat is, with this money, no other, no other hitches or strings attached, except every 
breath you take through your nose smells like hot, foul vomit. Every for, for the rest of your life. But here's five million dollars. Would you try to get used to it, or well, would can you... I? Can I? Um, do I have the option mm. of putting a hot poker in my nose and burning out all the nerves <laughs> afterwards? No, because worse. Cause... I got family members that you know I could definitely help out with that money. I feel like <laughs> it would be selfish to 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 not like help people. Right. right. But I would still want to find a solution after, such as just chop off my nose and be the noseless man. It's the the yeah. rule would be you would only ever smell it. That's it. Uh, you would just I don't know. It. Be don't hard, know. right? This Five re- million. This reminds me of what you used to do on TMS when you would be like this or that. Yeah, yeah. You want to kick in the nuts or <laughs> poo in the mouth? <laughs> the answer to that question is a kick in the nuts. By the way. Yeah, it is because. <laughs> It might it might go wrong in your favor. Yeah, but a poo in the mouth, there's no going right. Uh-uh, there's that. no right way to go. You might you might get lucky. I, I, with the I'm other. talking a real kick of the nuts, not like a graze, like a grazer. No, like a yeah, real good, like a, a yeah. full on risk of ball butt bursting kick. Like yeah. sure, Ow. but they they still might get more toe to taint than you expected and it might be okay <laughs> chat room's like where's so scott where, they're like where's scott going with this what do you mean where am i going with this it was he's Bo's trying to idea. do he's trying to do a gaming podcast and me and him me, john and i are talking about literature clubs and anime <laughs> girls. Hey, literature club was a game it was a very good game by the way when did, i don't think scott should play it i don't think Bo should play it when did that game come out how old's that thing doki doki to taint i think a year or two it's really good it's really, really good. Like written well, like a well-written game. Like I'm not yeah. gonna read it. It's all gonna be good. Ah, well, we found we no, found you in the parking lot. Ah, 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 ah. Like what's Here's it gonna the be? thing, though. If the game's pretending to be a thing, good writing for that thing is to present itself as that thing. Does that make sense? Yeah, I get it. I get it. So it it does a good job with what it's doing. It creates a very cool atmosphere. It it achieves what it's going for. Yeah. So it, it's its own thing, but I think you have to, I think you have to want it. I think you kind of have to go to it. You know, the, How long the is it? Game, Six hours? I wouldn't say even that. It, it took uh, me just so like if you spend hours. If you spend longer talking about whether you should play it or just play it. Yeah. Yeah we, almost, play it at this point. yeah, we almost have talked through the length of the game. Well, so these guys, I looked up who made it. Uh, it's made a game written and developed by a guy named Dan Salvato. Uh, he is both designer, programmer, writer, and composer. He did everything, basically. His developer name is Team Salvato, even though it sounds like it's just him. Yep, um, the whole team. I, I, I very much... That very much looks like that is not a Japanese developer making a anime game. That looks like a dude right. who knows what he's doing. So part of me is incri- intrigued. I'm glad it came up. But, boy, does that game know how to not make me want to play it just by looking at it. Just right. looking at it makes me want to run the other direction. And I want to do it. So, all right. Well, John, once again, you've proved that <laughs> you did a thing that I don't have to. Hey, speaking of things I want to do that I can't do, I'm going to complain a little bit. All right. Everybody get pull pull the chair up here to core and we're going to hear Scott complain about a thing. Now this You know, is, we all have to take our turns. I, 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 I agree. We all have to get our whippings. And mine today. For some reason, this whole screen is blank except that for that one icon. But visual novel. It's Listen. for <laughs> yes. Watch this visual novel I'm about to tell you. Uh, Blades, uh, specifically uh, the Elder Scrolls Blades. 
Okay, this is a thing announced last year at E3. Uh, they said it was going to be done before the end of the year. It wasn't. They delayed it. And uh, you could still pre-order it. It's a mobile game, so immediately John wasn't interested. I was, though, because I liked what I saw. I thought it looked pretty good. Graphically, it looked better than Skyrim. So I was just interested to see what they were going to do. It's a big publisher, big name. You know, let's see what this thing's like. Uh, it's also a, a game you pay for. You just straight up pay money for, which I'm always a fan of. And they put it up for pre-order. So you could pay early. And then when it came down, it would just download to your phone and boom, there it would be. So I thought, all right, I talk about video games. This would be a good thing for me to try. Uh, got delayed at the end of the year. Was a little sad about that, but I'm like, whatever. I'd rather the game be finished. Let's, you know, let's get it all the way done and see how things go. Today, I get an email. It says, uh, Elder Scrolls Blades is ready to play. Your, pre- your, uh, your pre-order that you made all those months ago is now a thing, and it's on your phone, and you can play it, it said. In not so many words, but close to that. So I thought, sweet. I log in. There's this little shield with two swords logo, and it says Blades underneath it. Okay, Ooh. so I thought, oh, that's cool. And I click it, and it says, uh, hey, welcome to this cool game. Uh, the Elder Scrolls, something, something, something story, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a little brief fight with a guy who you just quickly train the kind of like combat moves with. And it's all touchscreen crap. And then, and it ends. And then you're, and then I'm thinking, okay, well now we're going, we're in, we're going to be in a city. It's going to be like, all right, you got to go out and solve the problem because this is an RPG. Nope. I get the following screen, which I'll briefly show to the camera. And I will now read to everyone. Again, for a game I pre-purchased and was told was playable today. Thank you for downloading Blades. To ensure a smooth experience for everyone, we are limiting access during the launch period. Make sure notifications are turned on so we can let you know when you can play Blades. What is even the point? <laughs> why, <Whoa. don't, laughs> why didn't you just not give it to me at all and just give it to me when it's done? As far as I know, this is not a super online intensive connected game at all so why can't i play it the smooth experience for everyone we are limiting access during the launch period with no other details no other information that sucks sucks replay can you replay the stuff you did even no it's just stuck on this screen unless i reinstall it inoperable program yeah it's got some nice music listen to this hold on wow this is a this yeah. is a Twitch stream someone needs to set up. Just put the phone there and just keep the stream running. And it's like, how long until Blades works? That's not a bad it. idea. No That's not Nothing. a bad idea. Check on it once in a while. Have a little Q&A with the chat room. Leave for a while. Let it stream some more. That's actually not a bad idea. I wish I was set up to do that, but I'm not. But anyway, the point is, this sucks. I'm irritated as all hell with these guys because uh, I... I don't know what server load problem they're ha- what what's the server load? This is supposed to be a single player experience. I'm not grouping with other people. So, I don't know why any of that matters. Like they don't say that here number 1, and I haven't read anything today that indicates why this is this is like this, but I did talk to a fan who did the same thing I did today and and is playing it, no problem. So clearly they're oh, letting really? people in. Yeah, they're they're people are getting filtered in. And and Bethesda doesn't have the kind of technology where you know when a server's full you queue, and you get a spot in line, and then when it frees up 
you can access the server and play. There's nothing like that on your screen. They own they own and run one of the most popular MMOs in the market, and you would think they would know. Perhaps Zenimax and that side of the company are running things totally separately, and I'm I'm placing blame on the wrong team. But you'd think after that experience. And what they do with uh, Fallout 76 and all their other network-connected stuff, you'd think they would have some of those features built into here. But I could not be more annoyed. Um, it's because not of the pre-order. You pre-ordered to have it day and date to play, not right. to wait. Right. Yeah. And I don't mind that it got delayed the first time. I wouldn't have mind if it got delayed again. That isn't my problem. It's this, it's ready to play. Here it is. And then I get a brief half tutorial and then this screen saying, you can't play it. Here's this game you paid for to play today. We told you you could play it today, but you can't actually play it today. And we'll let you know when you can. F off. I'm so annoyed with this. Completely annoyed. And I know there are other people who are bugged by it, but I don't know why I've gotten it so under my skin. I really was looking forward to this. Like, it's actually a game I wanted to play and support, so I paid money for it. Like, legit want to see what they do with it. And uh, It's a mobile game. How rough could it be? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I don't understand... If it's a mobile game that just, if it's not a uh, network reliant game, unless there's some kind of, maybe it's a registration server thing or like a login server thing where you got to log in with your Bethesda credentials. I mean, like it seems every, I don't have a cell plan for data. I use Wi-Fi and a lot of like casual gaming apps you'll find, you'll learn, have nothing to do with being online, still need the servers available there. And, And like, I get it. A lot of those games have microtransactions. You're saying this doesn't have that. It's not supposed to. I don't know. Maybe it does, and they've so lied to it, me. You know, it's just another. It's like a Diablo three situation where Diablo three. It's a game integrity thing, I guess. They don't I, want. I feel like Bethesda's packs and trainers and stuff. Like it seems that. like Bethesda's had a couple of stumbles lately, and they don't get near the heat that Blizzard does when they do. Um, I don't know if that means probably we expect more from Blizzard. I don't know, but like this is the same kind of setup. Uh, almost worse because that E3 was all about Fallout 76 and then they teased this and then they showed two fake trailers for games that are way out years away from now to make everybody happy that there's an actual Elder Scrolls game being made game, game being made and then they launched 76 and things sucked uh, no one likes that game no one's really playing it in fact I don't know if you guys noticed but this week uh, I didn't put it in any of this news but um, Rage 2 uh the new Wolfenstein, uh, the oh, new yeah, Doom game, the trailers for those. those are all coming to Steam. And previous to this, everybody thought, oh, well, they're going to do like 76 and they're going to keep it on their launcher. That was their big chance to do that. I think they would have done that had that been successful. I think what probably happened is they sold way less of 76 than they expected because Steam would have just had built-in sales. Like you would have sold it just because where it was. And uh, yeah. So and I don't like know what they're down, doing. They're turning down money. <laughs> like, so so they had a big... Everyone bu- can't be Steam. No, they can't. But they had a big bummer with, with 76. Now this weirdness. Like, I don't know who they are anymore, those bummer. I really like their MMO. Yeah, so it was great. That's a damn fine well, game. I mean, the, the sales is, is somewhat always separate in the higher from the development, right? Like, you have, you have a great game, but then a poor plan to bring to market and to support the game and, you know, public-facing stuff, et cetera. Yeah. Just I mean, just look at Anthem. There's a lot of great stuff in Anthem, and it's getting just beaten, right? You yeah. know, and and yeah. all the all the positive marketing is just smacking so like these great 
developer interviews with Casey Hudson. I'm like, I like that guy. He made the Mass Effect series, but why why are they out there being all nice when the game's like clearly they need to shut it down and wait another year? It was a little like um, when they made their Heroes announcements and then the first couple of times I would see Blizzard tweets from the Heroes account. And this would have been like after HTC, after the firings at Blizzard and all that. And it would be, hey, who's your favorite healer this week? Like, you know, like it's this like fun little tweet. And it's impossible for me to look at those and go, yeah. I mean, all those things are certainly improving in my mind for heroes. But my point is like they kind of have to go along as if everything's going great. And this Bethesda thing, I don't know if they've released any actual statement today. Let's actually see real quick. Elder Scrolls Blades. Let's see if there's just any kind of like response here in the news okay so we got um hmm here's everything you know about bethesda's okay early access is now live for some people uh yeah no word from them like they didn't really warn us about this i'm just annoyed. because like the the mobile market's casual like if something doesn't work they just move on to the next app yeah but it's and, but i get your point that they treated it like a flagship bethesda property but i don't know how's that bethesda card game coming along didn't they announce one that same? They have year, one going. It's still going. It's, it's, li- it's launched. Oh yeah, yeah. S- scrolls or what's it called? Scrolls, Elder Scrolls uh, Legends. Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that's it. Legends. I played a little bit of Legends. That's actually been out for a while. Um, it's twenty. Sorry, Is that it was on mobile. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, it's on mobile as well as desktop. Um, but they also changed developers recently. The Eternal developers were building it Direwolf before, and then Direwolf develop it from 2017 2018 and then somebody named sparky pants studios now makes it um and people were upset at first but now i guess they're happy again i don't know i think that thing does okay it has its niche it's a you know it's a hearthstone yeah it doesn't be critical of it but it's just you know it's i don't again i don't know uh i'm not even pretend to know the mobile market but i feel like when they announced blades everyone just wanted to hear about the next elder scrolls please yeah and there was um it sounded like the game was supposed to sink into the new experience in some way or somehow hooked. i can't remember what it was but it sounded like i don't know it would be a reason for you to pre-order it i think i thought it was supposed to it may have had some connectivity with eso or something i don't know that's possible but i i don't know what they're doing it just irritates me and i'm annoyed and i love elder scrolls and i don't like it when it gets tainted and mm, they had a rough totally launch tainted. of VSO, and that tainted it a little bit. That games have really had a good turnaround, though. So I guess taint removed. But uh, for me, Bethesda, all I hope Rage Two is good, but really Doom Eternal, that's the game that's got to do it for me. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know, we're kind of saying, ah, oh, they're in a bit of a rough spot and all that, but I also think we're looking at their, you know. Not to say that these sorts of products can't be excellent and people can't like them. I mean, Scott, your favorite of the fallouts from that is New Vegas, which would be one of these. But oh, yeah, so good. right now we're in the also ran kind of market of Bethesda games. Uh, Fallout 76 wasn't their next big Fallout game. It was the experimental Fallout game that other people were working on. Yeah, Elder Scrolls Blades is their mobile game. And no matter how excited you are about it, it's still the mobile game, and it's going to get all the love and attention a mobile game deserves. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're we're just at a place where these, you know, seemingly rough steps that they're taking, they're, they're not their major benchmark releases. 
we'll see how um, Rage 2 goes. Because mm-hmm. I would say that probably strikes me as one that is. And Doom Eternal would be the next one after that. Even Wolfenstein that we're going to talk about coming up, that's the off-year kind of Wolfenstein. That's not the sequel to the last one. It's kind of a what-if side story sort of thing. So there's a lot of stuff that they're putting out, sure, but a lot of it feels like the, and here's something other people worked on. Yeah, yeah. the the, uh, the first side one was Old Blood. You notice how it was the Old Blood and now it's the Young Blood? Oh, yeah. Wait, was it called Old Blood? No. What yeah, so there was Wolfenstein the New Order, and before 2 came out, they released just a map pack, like a standalone Wolfenstein game. I yeah. never actually played it. I should go and play it. Yeah. Called the old, I think it was called the Old Blood. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. Well, that was, yeah, that's definitely connected then, right? Probably. Yeah, well, it's just, yeah, there's, I mean, thematically. They're having they, fun with Wolfenstein. it. Yeah, it's the Old Blood. Sure, sure. Now, I didn't even know about that. I would also like to play those. I like that game a lot. The core game mm-hmm. was awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. all right. I, uh, not gonna spend too much time on it. I just want to say I'm disappointed because I was really hoping you to be have in my every bed. right to be. That screen is sucks. I would not be happy working on a product on its launch day. And we, we know we're going to be giving people that. Yeah. This music's yeah. great though. Listen to this. Oh. Yeah. They get me hyped for a game I can't play. Yeah, exactly right. Although, you know, it's a mobile game. Honestly, this might be a feature. Right now, you live in a world where that game could be anything, Scott. That game could be amazing. That game could be great and deep and wonderful. and Everything your heart desires. Once you play it, there's no putting the lid back on that. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Nope. Once you see it for the mobile game that it is. Mm -hmm. That's sad. Doki Doki Blades. Looking forward to Doki Doki yeah. Blades. Yeah, the mobile haters telling you to play Doki Doki Literature Club. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, anytime there's a thing I don't like or don't want to talk about like this, uh, Scott complains about uh, Blizzard announcing games years out would have saved Blizzard from the Blizzard disaster. Different situations, different companies. Actually, I here's I've said this before and I'll say it again. Had Blizzard done the Blades style announcement with the Diablo Immortal game that Bethesda did with Blades and then showed a trailer, a f- completely fake, by the way, nothing to do with whatever the final Elder Scrolls Six game will be, which, by the way, they don't call them Elder Scrolls Six, and that's it. They always put something on there. So it's always like Skyrim or Morrowind or Oblivion. So had Blizzard just put a big flaming four up, they would have... They would have cut. They would have had so much less heat on them. Would have been so much easier for those guys. Or just drop the Diablo Four trailer, and then launch Immortal during BlizzCon and have everyone hyped for Diablo Four and be like, "Yeah, it's a mobile game, but Diablo Four." And then just play their Diablo. Yeah, game. like here's a little something to tide you over. No trailer, just like yeah. Did you guys see, like have it go viral and get some? You know, just just throw it out there. We like, are better PR. We are better PR people than they than they had. And it's just like let's do the most epic trailer for the mobile game and say shit about <laughs> Diablo Four. And it's like no, the other way around. Just no, put guys, the logo Diablo Four. Yeah, flip it, and then just launch the game without marketing it at all. Right. In fact, you know what? Just take that cool trailer you have. And slap a four at the end because it's a good trailer. You did a nice job. I love the trailer. Yeah. It's really getting to see Lee Ming like in full 3D. Like she's not, none of the heroes are animated. Right. Would have been nice to see some kerosene, but. Oh, always, dude. I always want more yeah. kerosene. It's one of those. I wish I could peer into an alternate reality where they say, look, we know you're still excited for Diablo 4. We don't have uh, we don't have a lot to say, but we'll let this speak for itself. And literally all they had to do 
four lines on a screen with fire behind it. Yep. And I think people will yeah. still would have been, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Yeah. And there would have been people upset going, eh, you know, they didn't show anything. They didn't talk about it. But it wouldn't have been the level of hate that we heard. Oh, guaranteed. Sure. Guaranteed. It is and, very, it, but, at the very least, it tells you that they're working on a thing you all love. And that's important. And also, also, that piece of PR that went out before BlizzCon needed to be rethought. <laughs> not the not the tampering one, but the one, the, yeah. the video that was like, we got something exciting Diablo-related coming at BlizzCon. Yeah. Hope you get excited. And then the follow-up's like, don't be that excited. That yeah. makes people even more excited. Which makes me think that there was more to be announced and they've changed they changed gears at some point. I think they yeah. put that first video out prematurely <laughs> I mean, and then changed Don't their change mind. gears. You're gonna launch Diablo 4. How are you not going to give us another Diablo game? In right. what universe? Right. They could have taken a uh, an Uber to a grocery store yeah. and gotten a cake yep. and picked up a candle with the number four on it yep. and had somebody doesn't even need to be a developer walk out on stage and put a cake down and put the number four on it and light it on fire and go, huh? And it still would have been a better reaction than what they ultimately did. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. I mean, how about this? They could have done this. Let's see if I can find it. Okay. They could have just edited this in, shown a clip and then dubbed the final word and said this. Diablos. (laughs) Yep. I'm all right. I got goosebumps. (laughs) <laughs> they needed to picard that shit all right uh that's all there is to say about that moving on hey check it out choice. borderlands uh had a big day i guess also they had a lot of technical problems on stage at their announcement which is kind of a bummer <laughs> Uh, I yeah, it was yeah, really I bad. heard about it. Thank goodness I didn't see it. I yeah, got I to come to home it. and just watch a trailer. It's, That's what I got to do. Presentation extremely uncomfortable. Have you ever seen any where something fails? Even that old Bill Gates blue screen one is famous for it. It's really hard to watch because you know that the people having the problem, like BlizzCon last year when they were having tech problems, it's not the fault of the people on stage. It's just a major tech snafu somewhere, and it's super frustrating. So it was kind of hard to watch. It was rough. Uh, did finally get to see a trailer. Uh, we got a Borderlands 3 teaser. Uh, Bo wrote two, but he, mean, he meant three. Um, and that was yesterday or two days ago, whatever it was. And it's some weird kind of low-poly, unfinished-looking, strange, ethereal, co- uh, pretty cool uh, teaser. And uh, it's just like a camera zooming around with a bunch of black and white polygonal like a diorama, they call that? Yeah. But- camera pulls out and now it's the head of the the psycho uh, dude that's shooting himself in the head and, and, it, and it had like everything is nearly everything except for maybe who the new villains are was like a callback mm-hmm. so you're going like yes that guy yeah. and her and him and her yeah a lot of that stuff which you know i spotted claptrap in the background getting chased by a skag yeah oh good he's uh, back i'm i'm a little yeah <laughs> i'm not exactly thrilled that he's back um, oh, come on now. I know that they weren't going to do it where, I mean, I knew we were going to get it, right? That was going to happen no matter what. Right. Uh, literally the franchise. Yeah, he's your guy. Uh, so I totally get that. But uh, sorry, Chad, I'm going to show this if I can real quick. Here we go. Uh, there's there's video of it. Anyway, or part of it. For some reason, Bo's head is right in the way. Why? 
Okay, that's fantastic. Don't want me to move it? No, no, no it's <laughs> not just you. Just go over there, Bo, please. You're blocking room. It's not yeah. you. It's this freaking, I have this screen done funny. Oh, anyway, oh, there it is. So now you can see it. Uh, camera zooming around, a bunch of <laughs> characters high-fiving, stuff blowing up everywhere. And when it finally zooms completely out, it's the face of that kind of main dude or the, the the main baddie that you always see a ton of in the game. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool, and I was like, all right, sweet. You've got a little something there. Show me more. What else you got? And today they showed an actual trailer. Oh, my gosh, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice I it until just now. Head, so I just... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. John really kept quiet about it. Yeah, this is why I was just waiting. I was like, Scott clearly has not seen this yet. No, I had no idea. Uh, but then there's uh, then there's the real trailer that happened today. Yes. And uh, I am really torn, guys. Okay, I'm really curious about this because I watched the trailer after I heard you say I have things I don't like about it, and mm -hmm. I watched them. I was like, well, I wonder what those would be. Yeah. And I really liked the trailer i mean the trailer with a few nitpicks i'm gonna take a shot at it okay nitpicks. take a shot take a shot i mean it wasn't a cinematic trailer it wasn't really a gameplay trailer everyone kind of moves in slow motion and kind of weird right? yeah it, it, they do sure because it's character model rigs on and I, I compared it to the borderlands too because i had this initial reaction of like i'm really excited for this but I don't know. It seems like in-gamey cutscene, like the game's not meant to be done this way, but the video team put something together. Yeah. But the second Borderlands Two was even worse, and I remember being super stoked for it. So I, I was like, okay, this is aesthetically on their level. It, so. it may be, and I guess what I'm, I guess where I'm having trouble, and I've seen a couple of editorials to this that make this similar point, and so whether I'm right or not, I don't know. But it feels like there's not a lot of difference here between this and two. Like yeah, I just that's don't what I was kind of thinking it doesn't feel like anything news being shown so much. Um, and maybe I don't care cause I want, I want the experience of the gameplay again. I want the loot. I want all that. I want some tweaks to that. They didn't talk about any of that, but you know, it personalized loot, for example, in your groups, I think would be great. I cannot stand sifting through loot, uh, between every damn fight, trying to figure out what you're going to give who and why you took it before he did. And I hate that. Um, so I want Diablo style loot with multiplayer, but anyway, uh, my main problem is I'm just not seeing anything that strikes me as new either. There's no huge innovation happening visually for me. Like, I mean, it looks like a nice version of what we've already seen a billion times. Well, I will interject there because I, I recently tried to play Borderlands two again, yeah. uh, because I got on this, I wanted a, a, shooting loot game of some kind to play and i went through a bunch of them and borderlands 2 was one of the ones i pulled up yeah. that game does not hold up visually no no it, it doesn't. is not as good as i remembered it and i started playing it and i was like oof right. this game feels floaty and weird and not as tight as i remember it and i it got me excited for this game even without knowing any of the details because i was just like ooh, i just I want to play this style of game, but I need it to look a little better. I need it to look a little crisper. I need it to play a little tighter and I'll be good. And I, uh, 
I think that's why I didn't suffer from what you did because you are a hundred percent right. It looks like just more Borderlands. Yeah. But having gone back to try to get more Borderlands, I was actually pretty disappointed with how it looked back then. Mm -hmm. So just seeing the little touches, I was like, okay, maybe I'm maybe this will be all right. Yeah, I mean, I, you're you're not wrong, I guess. And also, okay, this is my here's my other complaint. Again, gameplay solves everything. So once I get my hands on it, I may just you know who cares. Like, all my complaints right now are purely just like, mm, I don't know, something about this doesn't feel right. But that may all change on day one. My biggest complaint, though, is probably from an aesthetic point of view from its its source material. It looks less Mad Maxy than usual. It looks a lot more, hey, everyone's robot. Everyone's a robot. We all have pink hair. It's more alternate universe stuff and less this is a wasteland post-apocalyptic thing. And that's a Scott problem. I admit it. Okay. Yeah. That's a me yeah, I was reading that um, one of the villain factions that you'll be facing is Malawan. Mm. And usually their weapons are like the alien, toxic kind of like specialized weaponry. Yeah. So there's, there's going to be like Japanese robots. But, but the thing you have to realize is that they're going to make fun of it. Yeah. <laughs> and if the writing, I, to me, the strength of the Borderlands game is on gameplay, but also if it's funny. And if you want to contrast and compare compare borderlands 2 to the borderlands pre-sequel which is just was not funny like it was just not funny at all and not engaging and didn't have good vo while you went around and played so to me the strength of that game is going to be on on how juvenile and mildly racist it is <laughs> john you played right, the well, didn't you play the um telltale thing would you how yeah I, so actually if you were to ask me john what's your favorite borderlands the answer is uh tales from the borderlands because it's the only one that isn't awful mm. when it comes to story i'm gonna go hard against what bo just said sorry bo right. uh i think borderlands thinks it's way funnier than it is i don't think it's I think it had a level of charm for the first five minutes of that first game that quickly wore off, and I have kind of just rolled my eyes at ever what, since. Borderlands 2? No, the first Borderlands. By the time I got to Borderlands oh, no. 2, I was super done with it. It was no, like... Borderlands, Borderlands 2 is when it got good. No, it was <laughs> it's awful. When, it's, when, like, it's a laugh it's, a minute, that game. Borderlands 1 started like, okay, I see what they're going with, and then it got to Borderlands 2, and I was done with it from the get-go, and it never got me back. The reason I like Borderlands 2 is because I was able to eventually just say, okay, you know what? This is never going to do anything for me. I will turn off all the voices. I will turn off everything but oh the gun God. sounds, and I will put on podcasts and TV shows and anything else and just not engage with their story or their world because I cannot stand any of the characters. I don't think any of this is funny or good. You take that back, <laughs> Mr. Torg. <laughs> you know what everyone likes? Explosions. That's right. So, uh, but yes, yeah. the thing that I was most excited about from the trailer is the character, the main characters from Tales from the Borderlands are in there. So they're not just ignoring that as a you know one-off thing that somebody else did. They're actually going to bring them in the universe, oh, and that's oh, really, really cool. If, if they, I hope they don't go John's way. I hope John hates the game because if they try and Casey Huston this business and make like a deep Bioware story in it, I'm gonna cry. Really? I, I like like the whole point of Borderlands is to play it and just to hear Handsome Jack go, hey, "I just bought a, a horse encrusted with diamonds. I think I'll take a shit on it. <laughs> Come get me." And and it's like you're like, "Oh, this is stupid." And then they keep going. 
Yeah, well, I'm tired of my horse covered in shit, so I flushed it down the toilet, but then it made a diamond, so it got stuck. Anyways, you're a loser. Goodbye. And, and he just he keeps going and going and going. And for me, it gets funnier and funnier just how, how stupid the game can get. Uh, so. You don't want them to take themselves too seriously. I understand that. I get it. And I but, don't want them but, to you know, either. I don't want them to either. Neither one of us are right or wrong, but my hope is like, I hope it is dumb. I hope the writing is funny, at least the way I would take it. Yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about I that city? I hope it's funny too. We agree on that. We both hope the game's funny. What do you think about the the city? Because that's not cool. I love the city. No, no, no. You got this wrong. See, here's the problem: the city shouldn't exist in this world. It's a this is devastated where I pick a fight with both of you. It's a devast. See, it's all them. It's my Mad Max true uh, purism. I hate it. It's <sighs> out. It's out there, Scott. I can look at it. Anytime I want, I just look out this window and it's Mad Max. Because you live in Arizona. It's not <laughs> it's not the same. I'm saying like they're suddenly they're walking around in a pristine, beautiful, untouched city. What the hell is that in a Borderlands game? I mean, uh, I think it's it part of the it might the, be up on the space station. That, oh, maybe. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Hyperion's the Hyperion moon is dead, right? Is it? I don't know. I didn't pay and attention. I, and I story. know it's several planets. I know. I know it's not the same. Like, everyone can tell me all day long, no, Scott, you don't understand. Mad Max is set on Earth in the wake of nuclear holocaust, and it's many, many years after the horrible thing. And you're right, it is, and this is not that, and I get it. And it's okay that it's not that. I just hope when it hits, I guess, I don't know what I expected. I expected, it may be purely, well, you know what it may be? Visually, it looks like Tales, Tales from the Borderlands or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. Like, it looks, and that looked good. That looked like a good game. Uh, visually certainly i don't know if everything was animated well or not because those are always a little bit sketchy those telltale games but yeah but the but any particular screenshot of a character or somebody turning their head and talking to you or whatever that all looked great and that's what this looks like to me i guess maybe i was just hoping there would be a a next level of fidelity because really the last time they've done this was 360 ps3 Era. Yeah, it doesn't look like a next-gen Borderlands. It looks like a cleaned-up Borderlands, too. Yeah, like a high-def... It's like almost like a remastered version, but it's a new game. So it's not really remastered, which we'll get to remastered in a minute because they did do they announced that today as well. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Like, Actually, we'll just jump right into it. They also are putting out a remaster of the original Borderlands to PC, PS4, Xbox One in April, and... um whole bunch of work being done to bring that up to par and that includes stuff like 4k resolution hdr lighting um stuff like that uh upgraded models and textures and stuff like that which is great but that's not the game i want remastered i want two remastered two is better than one like straight up two is a better game than one so maybe what i'm really waiting for is rage two (laughs) <laughs> yeah i was gonna say well you know hey i think i think it's safe to say unless it comes out and is just getting the worst reviews known to mankind and maybe even if it is yeah i think probably all three of us are in on borderlands 3 uh we're probably all gonna play it yeah we might even all play it together likely uh so i mean i, I think sure at this it. point there's a level of you know like I said earlier, I have I have nits to pick, uh, but overall, you know, I 
I like the style of game that is. Whether or not I always gel with the humor or not, I like playing those games, and I'm looking forward to playing another did one. You, did you notice that they were all kind of spiritually reflective of the There Will Be Dungeons party? I did notice <laughs> that bit. Stanley was in there. I yeah. was like, So what? Stanley's in there with his little magic mimicry stuff, and we got Hope, who loves guns and you know has extra arms. I don't know. She just has a Hope vibe to her with the vest and the you know pants. Totally. <laughs> Nash has got. You know what I mean? I think, though. I think... And and Varel is the big robot guy who has a pet, little Bok Bok. Well, I think his ultimate is he has a pet. He's like a, he's a Beastmaster, but he's a robot. Yeah. He's got a... Oh, I was gonna say the robot is Nash because his one eye. Yeah. No, no. The other the the girl the other girl transforms into a robot. So Nash literally uh, transforms oh oh right, no, right. i see and okay. transforms into a robot it's literally your your dnd well, well i guess i know which one i'm playing i mean the thing well, is okay it was the one i was gonna play anyway probably. This, yeah, uh, i know see, as i was saying nash should probably play the <laughs> robot i mean scott your name's not nash no my name is definitely not my real name is not nash uh but i go by that on tv look at this though these guys they've decided to stick with their uh, comic book aesthetic that kind of sketchy inky thing okay. no problem with that like, I think that's rad. I think it was daring when the first game came out, and I, I'm i fine with them continuing that. I didn't need this to look like some ultra-realistic Unreal 4 Engine 5, you know, thing. So stick to your aesthetic. It's totally cool. But I just need to... I guess I need to play it. I just need to play it. And here's the... the oh, you know pudding. what? Here's the big honor. Here's the thing that whether I like it or love it or, or, or just like it. If the game does personalized loot, I'm in. 100% in. Yeah. I know that seems small, but that's a big deal to me. No, it won't do it. I guarantee you know why? Because it sells on loot explosions. Well, they still can have loot explosions. Loot, you don't get all the explosions. Sure you do. Screen. Just like Diablo, you have a thing goes blah, 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 and spits it all over the place. And then you find out one of you got something different than the other guy. Nothing wrong with that. You still have loot explosions. If right. you play with friends, it doesn't matter. It does. No, I'm with I, I'm with Scott. I don't want to do the sorting loot thing. It it always felt antiquated as soon as Diablo three came out, and I went back to playing Borderlands two. It was like, oh right, I can't just pick stuff up. I have to. Yeah, not only you that, get? it slows yeah, the game the down. Rifle. Everything okay. gets slowed down. It's like, okay, what are we doing? Hold on, someone's got to find a thing. This doesn't. I don't like this one as much. Throw it on the ground. Wait, where's my shotgun? Did you pick it up? Ah, all of that sucks. I don't even care if you're the closest friends on the planet. It's the worst. You could be... Uh, 98% of it's vendor trash. Yeah, and I want my vendor trash, and I don't want anybody else touching my vendor trash. Yes. this is. We are now in a new era of this. It isn't just Diablo, Destiny, freaking even... I know they're having problems, but Anthem. Like, all those kinds of games. Uh, looter shooters, uh, games that are just like Diablo or otherwise... And if they're multiplayer like that, they all do personalized loot now. They have to do it. If they don't do it, it will be weird, in my opinion. And it may be a killer for me. But I'll still probably play solo. What am I, who am I getting? Yeah, I'd, I'd play by myself, probably. Because I did that anyway last time, and I love Games are so much better co-op. Honestly, it's, it's going to be... It, it would be hard to go back to play Borderlands 2 solo. It's, it, it's fun. Well, I want to play. I, I, with you guys. I'm really like it's like you know how we play Vermintide together. No one really, none of us really go and play that game solo. No, it's it's the experience is so much better playing with people. I agree, but I don't I don't know that. It depends on the game. Like I have as much. I don't want to play Destiny solo, but mm -hmm. I like playing Diablo solo as much as I would with friends. Um, I liked playing like Borderlands. I played both ways, and I liked 
it both ways. I think it just depends on the game. Yeah. But you're not wrong. I'm I mean, not saying there's one right way to play it. I just, you know, I'm really looking forward to yeah. playing it. I, I'm I'm a little <clears throat> I feel like the um Borderlands two characters were a little more like trolly and funny on the surface. Yeah. We have yet to see what they're gonna be like, but you know, you had the middle finger guy, Salvador. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's what I like. <laughs> that's what I want. And I'm like there's no guy like that in the cast that I can tell right now of playable characters. Well, didn't they do a trailer last time with two or maybe the pre-sequel where they they put out like a, a an overall trailer like this one and then later they got real character-y, snarky, story, funny trailer, if I remember that right. Uh, they were introduced by name in the trailer. This one, they haven't introduced any names. It's All still right. very teasery. Right, right. Yeah, uh, and like I think the, that could be a part of it too. Is is this is just a trailer? We're gonna get more details. I think they said on April fourth. Yeah, third. So we're we're kind of in a holding pattern, and right now we've got one video, well, sort of two videos to go off of for all of our information. And I, I think our stories might change as we learn a little bit more about it. Yeah, and like I say, I mean, I put a lot of hours into into especially two. One I kind of popped off of pretty quick, but. But I played a lot of Borderlands 2, and I loved it, and I really want 3. So bring it on. I guess I just wasn't blown away. And these are just, this is like movie trailers. Like, if you're not blown away, it's okay. Movie might be great yeah, anyway. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I remember thinking, I mean, this is blasphemy. I was, well, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I just, I, I am disappointed in the lack of Mr. Torg. <laughs> You've been saying that in our in our Slack chat as well. Well, okay. yeah. explain why. So why Mr. is Torg, Torg, is, Mr. Torg so great? Is my favorite part of the Borderlands franchise is Mr. Torg, and he's expansion content. Uh-huh. But he was so good in Mr. Torg's campaign of Carnage, I think that's what it was called, that they added him in um, Bunkers and Badasses, which mm-hmm. is where you played Dungeons and Dragons with Tiny Tina, but then you're just in a Dungeons and Dragons world with fantasy monsters like dwarves and skeletons and dragons. You ever play that expansion? No, no, I never, I never got through the main game itself. And then, so what ends up happening is Mr. Torg ends up being a pretty important quest giver in bunkers and badasses. Yeah. And it's pretty, I'm looking at him now. He is, well, I know why you like him. He's basically you. Look at this guy, John, look up Mr. Torg. It's Bo. Like that's you dude. Minus the beard. Yeah. And like all the rippling muscles. Yeah. It really is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's totally Bo. Just looks like him. Yeah. That makes me laugh. All right. Uh, and, and all of his VO is hilarious. It's good stuff, huh? All right. Yeah. So I want him in the main game. I mean, but I, I don't know. He'll probably show up. I'm sure. He's got to show up. They might. You never know. Man, your connection sounds good tonight. I just want to reiterate how good you sound tonight. Yeah, it's really good all right if you want to get your uh, borderlands remaster you're going to get that this year also and it's in april literally next month so i don't think i can bring myself to care but uh there's that i kind of wish that was just a re-upping of everyone's current version they have especially on pc just let us let us have that uh if they did that i might check it out but i'm not paying for a new borderlands one no no it's free if you own borderlands oh does it say it's free what does it say? It doesn't say oh, that there's, for... You get something if you already bought Borderlands on Steam. Oh, it's okay. So that's that's I missed that, and that's what I was hoping. I was reading, so that's good. I was reading something saying, um, like, I mean, if you ever bought expansion content for one, you get all the expansion content. It's like, a, I guess, a Metro uh, update, Redux kind of deal. Yeah. You see. just get it. 
Tougher boss, blah, 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 4K. It sounds like they're not doing much in the way of tweaks to the base game, though, except something about the final boss and textures and graphics. Yeah, it says something about new character customization for the Vault Hunters, tougher boss mm-hmm. battle, and the map, I guess the, the way that the mini-map works in two, they are putting in one or something. Okay, anyway. okay. Some little, light, you know, the quality of life stuff, sound yeah. like. Yeah. There's a big jump between one and two, honestly. Yeah. I mean, two, there was a lot of improvements to two. I expect, I hopefully we see just, Borderlands is all on the gameplay. Like, I don't need it to have a flashy trailer. Mm-hmm. Just if it's fun to play, then that's it. Yeah. They've earned that. They've earned it. And I don't mind buying their DLC. I have bought and played all of their campaign DLC, and they've been worth the money every time. Yeah. And buying little expansions to get new heroes and stuff is totally cool in my book. So mm. their expansion plan, I think, I think is my favorite hmm. for like a launch game and then DLC kind of deal. They they really put the money's worth in most of the expansion stuff that you get. I hope people aren't still soured on the pre sequel because that was I didn't like that game at all. I couldn't play it either. I gave it a, a good haul. I think it just lacked. That's why I say the humor is really important. Mm-hmm. getting to the next joke getting to the next punchline like having fun killing but like having something fun to look forward to is really important to that game also floating around the, the surface of the moon and not being able to breathe and having a breathe that in air mechanics sucked what made it a no for me as soon as you add air mechanics i'm i'm done yep. I'm out. i don't want it not one of my favorite things we should do one of these weeks we should do a whole list of our least favorite and our favorite mechanics in video games so That'd everything, be fun. Yeah, yeah, everything from escort missions to this dumb air com- uh, mechanic for me, timers. I hate timers. Um, there's a lot of stuff. You know, we're gonna have different lists, but we ought to do that. We ought to all separately go off and go. Here's our top ten. Here's our bottom ten, and then just have some fun on an episode. That's a fun. That's a fun thing to do. Yeah, yeah especially do in a world I saw Anthem got its big patch. Speaking of Anthem and yeah. and all of this, and they said. It now you now have twenty percent more meter to your jetpack before it overheats, and I was like, "Boys, <laughs> girls, you literally have a fun slider right there with that percentage. Yeah. Literally, the more you drag it one way, the more fun your game becomes. Yep. So by all means, keep doing twenty percent increments. Yeah. Let's talk when you make it infinite or at least." A obscene amount because right now there's one thing you're nailing in the game and you only let people do it for about five seconds at a time yep you're right I completely agree by the way i was watching star trek discovery season two it's really good by the way yeah like highly recommend it um even more than one season one was was okay but a two is killing it um and i think i'm convinced that somebody on that production team I don't know what their job is. Someone, someone there, someone there is a Mass Effect fan. Now you could say Mass Effect was also super informed by Star Trek. Like there's a lot of Star Trek right. DNA in Mass Effect, but it's come back around in Discovery. <laughs> like those guys are straight up. There are aliens, types of aliens, the kind of suits and uniforms they're wearing. It they feels like I'm. It feels like I'm playing Mass Effect sometimes, and it's great. They, they fix the Klingons. Klingons are, I know you don't like them because their heads are all different and stuff. I know that's a sore spot for Bo. 
there's still a little bit of that, but you don't. The Klingons I mean, don't. Worf is a super important <laughs> character that I've watched over two series. All right. To me, like, you know, and just to be like, it's like Worf didn't exist. It's gross. No, they still, they're, they're, okay, so there's this Klingon bad guy in this season that they, they have to deal with who is mm-hmm. straight up old school Klingon, like, like Worf era Klingon. Oh, good, good, good. Like House then of, sure, House of okay. Moog they, and all that. They retcon it and make it a thing, then I can probably deal. I think the way can they're I doing it. Can I ask a, yeah. a quasi controversial Star Trek question? Do it. Uh, I genuinely want to know this because I know Bo loves Worf. I know Worf has a huge following. Yeah. For people who like Worf, <laughs> are there is there anybody out there who thinks Worf is great, but either hasn't seen or didn't care for Deep Space Nine? Oh. Because this is my case. If you are presented with just the evidence on the next generation, yeah. Worf is a useless character. <laughs> He accomplishes nothing he sets out to do. He gets knocked out constantly. He gets beat up constantly. He loses almost every fight he's in unless the story just absolutely requires that he wins it. Especially with Troy, am I right? He just doesn't amount to much of anything. And I know he's better in Deep Space Nine, but I've never seen it. So I'm just curious if there are any pure Next Generation War fans out there. So, so, so... In Star Wars land, we sort of evaluate characters on how awesome and cool the things they do. In Star Trek land, it's not necessary to be the victor all the time or to do cool things. <laughs> or ever. In What's important case. is that we explore <laughs> the interesting science fiction concept through the episode. And if that requires Worf to take a knee one too many times, then we're all okay with it. We're endeared by Worf. Yeah, I so love Worf. There's, there's your Star Trek answer. I like Star Trek. Don't treat me like I'm not a Star Trek <laughs> oh, fan. Okay. okay. I Look, just you, you were like you were like, how can you like Worf if all you saw was TNG? I'm just think. curious if there's any major Worf fans just from TNG. I think That's I think Worf. from season four and forward, Worf is way closer to the Worf we get in, in DS9 than the wharf you're talking about the wharf who was constantly going and then getting shut down and wharf telling or uh, picard telling him his idea sucks or he gets beat yes. in a fight that all that's a lot of that is seasons one through four i think from four on things things get better for our buddy wharf it's about the time he started getting cooler hair and he was less his hair purple. gets longer yeah. Yeah. yeah and he was less purple faced like there was issues in the early in the early season. Then his kid shows up, though. That's the problem. Is then he lost. He got so many cool points, and then his kid showed up, and he started losing cool points. <laughs> yeah, again. that Alexander character is one of the worst characters in the history. Of yeah, but he's, <laughs> he's supposed to be. He's an embarrassment to Worf too. Like it's yeah. it's just by design, if you ask me. Like, it, is, it is, but he's just so much conflict all the time. In DS Nine, Worf comes late. Like it's not. It's I don't. It's like season four or something. That Worf even shows up there. It's after mm-hmm. uh, TNG ends, ends, and then he heads over there, and he's and he and O'Brien are now the only two carryovers. O'Brien at the beginning of the series, and then Worf later. Uh, what I loved about that was, and th- and I still, John, think you're missing out and to not watch DS9. DS9 is fantastic. I want to watch it. It just is real Garrick, slow dude. to start. It's Garrick, very. You will love Garrick. Garrick is Garrick is amazing. amazing. But it, but you're gonna you're gonna struggle that first season. But that's all Star Trek ever. First yeah. seasons are all rough, all of them, uh, including TNG. 
So I would I would just know that going in, but let it let it soak in. You're gonna enjoy it because by the time you're done with it, you're gonna go, man, that was one of my favorite Star Trek series. It may not be your favorite, but you're gonna like I it. I believe it. It might be because I watched. Uh, I was sitting in a break room at work when just Deep Space Nine was on TV. I didn't know that that's what it was. I just saw Star Trek up, and you know, it looked like the next generation. And I was just watching. I was like, this fight is awesome. Yeah. When did Star Trek get fights this awesome in it? And then I all of a sudden I start seeing characters. I was like, oh, this is Deep Space Nine. Yeah. I should watch this show. Yeah. So I tried and I hated the first couple <laughs> of episodes and I stopped. Yeah. There, there are like all Star Trek series. There's a couple of like, what the hell? I mean, I got to say, I didn't love the 1950s science fiction writer angle at one point in mm. there. I was like, eh. you know, there's some there's some weirdness in there. Yeah, there like, is, you know. DS9 is not is not, it's not immune. immune to the no. next generation like freaking what is this episode <laughs> like yeah can't watch this you just have to get past they that early it. crap and they all have it and a lot of them have it at the end too TNG's season 7 is one of the worst seasons of Star Trek of yeah. all time but by then you just love everybody and you don't care and then they ended it really strong so I would recommend you watch it but the other thing I was going to say this is the big reason I love that he even went there for me this was the only reason it even mattered and I loved it in 1998, I'm in the movie theater. I'm watching uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation or uh, Star Trek: uh, First Contact. Yeah, the, probably the best movie they made uh, in the in the certainly in the TNG run. It was I think it's the best. And I'm watching that, and Worf's not on the ship anymore because he's not in the crew because he's on DS9, and they that's in the story that he's yeah. not there. So midway through the story, or it's earlier than that, but Worf shows up in the Defiant, yeah, which is this rad ship that's that's used to. It's like secret illegal tech uh, uh, warship to keep off the Cardassians, and he's captaining it and shooting the sh- crap out of the Borg. Yep. So he flies it over, and and, 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 and it's, it's getting destroyed. The Borg are pounding him, and he grabs his captain's chair. And he's like, "Perhaps today is a good day." To oh, die. it's so good. Go like, it's so good. <laughs> they're ready to go. Like all just suicide kamikaze it's, it's so good dude you're so right and then and then he joins the crew for the movie and then gets back on defiant flies back to ds9 his current post it's great it's great i love movie wharf movie wharf's great yeah i just wish i saw a little more movie wharf <laughs> well you know okay so to finish this discussion about star trek uh, uh michael dorn plays wharf pushed for years may still be pushing i don't know pushed for years for a wharf focused Star Trek series and may even be pushing more now that CBS All Access is willing to fiddle around like that. Like they're doing the Picard thing soon. They should do it before oh, he gets totally too old. They should. And he they looks, should do it. He like, looks great. They, he looks you awesome. You hear that and you go, <laughs> what are you waiting for? I agree. I would be all Although into it. Although a really old Worf could also be really cool. That's fine with me. Make him old Worf. I don't care. Like great. just Worf. Worf the show. Star Trek Worf. <laughs> <laughs> what do they? What planet do they go to retire? Kronos. No, no, not the. Oh, I guess he would go to a Worf, uh, the Klingon planet. Yeah. Was, there's a retirement planet, isn't it? Like Rigel Five or <laughs> oh, something Rigel, like that. Uh, no, it's uh, a Riza. Pleasure planet. Pleasure Riza. planet? Yeah. <laughs> Riza is the planet. Yeah. <laughs> go there and run around in his little onesie. The little wiener hanging out. I just, I just picture there's a retirement home planet, and it's like Golden <laughs> Girls, but with war. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would watch that show actually. Uh, it's like a, instead of Green Acres or something, it's like Star Acres retirement 
yeah. facility. Star, look, chat room's got a fussy bucket says Star Trek colon senior center. I'm in. I like it. I yep, like it. And to be clear, before people start throwing Scott emails about why doesn't John like Worf, I do like Worf. The reason it stands out to me is because I like Worf, and every time he's in a scene, I'm rooting for him, and every time he loses, <laughs> and it stands out to me for that reason. They use him so for true. a lot of comic relief and that kind of thing. And yeah. yeah, he's the he's he's like they always did with Spock, and they did with Data to some extent. He's this extreme personality that you can then riff off of, and it's kind of a they're bummer. OP kind of a in some situations too. So they find some contrivance to get them out of the way, so that the weaklings have to struggle. Yeah, he is very OP, and that's why it sucks that he got hurt so much. Like, well, remember that time <laughs> the big the crate fell on him, and he <laughs> I was thinking he just breaks his back, and it's just he's he's paralyzed. Yeah, and he's just gonna commit suicide, and he's like, that's what we do. The honorable thing is just to end my own life, and. Nobody will help him do it. Crusher's like, no way I'm doing this. Or maybe it was Pulaski that season. I don't remember. But then he says, um, oh, oh, no, one of them was he was actually dead in sick bay. Uh-huh. And then he came back because it turns out he's got two of every organ. So he had all this redundant organs kick in. He's also a space marine. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's all like genetically modified to keep the emperor alive. That's Which amazing. apparently everybody on the crew forgot for dramatic effect. Oh right, Klingons with their duplicate biology. Oops. Yeah. Oops. What we what were we thinking? Yeah. Crusher. Our bad. She's too busy. She looks she had a, pu- a pubescent son driving her up the freaking wall. There's a lot to say about you know, all that. Yeah. This is this is a good place to bring back to gaming related. Oh. We need a good Star Trek adventure game. I agree. A good one. Like, remember those Pixel VGA 25th anniversary original series mm-hmm. Star Trek? Mm-hmm. It's Space Questy type game. Like, we need that. We need that. C- is it CBS that owns CBS all the owns rights? it like, all. Yeah. Like, hire, go get Casey Hudson. Tell him to stop working on Anthem. <laughs> Casey, I've never and, heard you say Casey Hudson so often in one show. I know. I just, I just there's been so many interviews with him, and he seems like a great guy. It's just, you know, Anthem. Anyways, I don't want to talk about Anthem. He's, he has the Mass Effect pedigree. That trilogy, no matter how you think about it, how it ended, was incredible. Yeah. Get him making a Star Trek Like game. a really well-made... I've been, I've been playing this game called Unavowed on the stream lately. Um, it's this really cool game that came out last year. It's a it's a, it's a a clicker. It's like, a advent, like what you're talking about. And while they've gone retro graphically, they don't depend on it being retro it's hard to explain it's it's retro on purpose for style but it feels like a modern game it's all voice actored so no just reading text no pixel hunting just smart puzzles somebody like that give them the job say come in here and make a modern trek game i don't care what series you base it on or some whole new thing in the trek universe that would be amazing i'd play the shit out of that like Telltale, and I know they're no longer operating, but Telltale did usher in this idea of narrative gameplay, right. visual yeah. novels, if you will, right? <laughs> um, that we could definitely do in the Star Trek universe, which I think lends itself because, like, it's about problem solving and interpersonal relationships. Like, it could just ah. Okay, if that other thing was called Doki Doki Wharf, I'm in. I'd be all in. <laughs> Doki Doki <laughs> Wharf. <laughs> uh, what's this uh, Doki Doki Batleth Club? Yeah, there you go. But Batleth Club. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. All right. Does anyway? The main point I was going to make was that Discovery season two is really good, and now we'll move on to Wolfenstein Youngblood, which also got uh, the trailer treatment this week. Uh, it's like John described it. It reminds me of um, like far the Far Cry of New Dawn kind of stuff, where it's shorter. 
Uh, it's more of an in-between chapter. I don't have any problem with that. I think, by the way, I think New Dawn's really good. So, like, it's the only uh, Far Cry game that I've enjoyed since 3. Uh, so that is not a bad thing to say about a game, that it's shorter or whatever. But uh, by all accounts, this looks like one of those, and it's very co-op-y. You get to be one of the lady sisters, right? One of the lady sisters. Not just the lady sisters, but I take it they're the two daughters of B.J. Blaskovich. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Blaskowitz. Blaskovich. Well, it's Vitz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how they it, say it. Like, I think, like, if you just say it's witch, but it's Vitz. Oh, it's a bit. I always said just B.J. Like, Blaskowitz when I was younger. Yeah, Is that not it? Well, yeah, I, I, like when you were younger, no one pronounced. There was a voice acting in Wolfenstein, so you, you called it Wolfen. What Wolfenstein? Wolfenstein. Yeah. <laughs> B.J. Blaskowitz. <laughs> but now that they have like you know actual European accented characters, like oh B.J. Blaskowitz, uh-huh. welcome to the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> like now I know how it's pronounced because of Vo. So. Well, because back then it was just like a joke. It's like Carmack sitting around going, "What's his name?" How about Blaskowitz? Because he's always blasting things. <laughs> like you know, that's yeah. where that came from. And now, what it's about his like, first name? Let's just call him BJ. Yeah, like a blowjob. Get it? <laughs> well, nothing more American than a BJ. <laughs> Do you think that's where it came from? I don't know. I know that the the early Ed days were fart jokes and. I mean, Wolfens- Wolfenstein was not known for its lore, so I mean, you just. No, he just, just ran like, around the hall going boo ho and, and shoot people, and they'd go, Yeah, mein Leben, and fall on the ground. Yeah, I used to love that though. Oh, this game's yeah. pretty. Wow, I'm looking at the trailer. This is good looking. Oh, I'm Young lots boy? of blood. I'm loving it. Did you play two yet, Scott? Uh, yes, I loved two. Uh, Bo, you said you hadn't, right? I bought it and I couldn't run it, but I have a new graphics card, so it's on my to-do list. Get it on there. Get it on there, Honestly, it's so good, I'm jealous of the fact that you are going to get to play it for the first time soon. Is this only co-op, and is it just two people? Can I? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so you can't get three or other friends in there? All right, that's kind of a bummer. But but I can play this solo, I assume. I don't have to play with somebody else. She'll have, like, robot sister? I guess so. (laughs) AI sister? Is that how that works? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i don't know but that's cool that game's cool and uh i like the series i like what they've I done with the it idea. I, I dig the modern sensibility of it too i'm just like you know since it's always dude bro i'm like oh you know girls are shooters too yeah. and so making two girl characters is pretty interesting <laughs> girls can shoot people up too let's get them in here i mean how many how many shooter games have female single female protagonists not oh. that you can pick from a dearth of characters but single single as in so, solo you mean not first not, person shooter not and, unmarried because you know you <laughs> like uh you know you play bj blaskovitz or you play the doom marine or call of duty who do you play uh, it's a lot of people uh, i don't know if it even counts uh, but usually it's one of a lot of dudes it's usually but if you have Rose, yeah soap mctavish yeah you know duke nukem <laughs> you play duke nukem <laughs> What are the yeah. modern shooters like? What so are you playing? Perfect Dark in, in, had Joanna Dark in it. Um, yeah, Metroid Prime good. had Samus. Samus and first person shooters. First, oh, Metroid Prime, Prime is, is a, yeah, a Prime first, is yeah. a first person shooter. Yeah. Okay, how about um, uh, uh, hold on, it's I know two. another one. Oh, you never live to die twice or whatever it was called. Do you guys remember that? Oh, game? no one lives forever. Was that what it was called? Yeah, I always that title was so good that it always sounds like an actual James Bond title, and I always yeah. think I'm saying it wrong because it sounds like a real. The movie. only reason I remember it is because people used to abbreviate it, and it abbreviates to Nolf. 
which oh. is a very odd sounding name. Yeah, that's a great game though. My gosh, that game was good. Oh, Mirror's Edge, so that's first person. Portal and Mirror's Edge, you've got five. Portal. Now, Portals and Mirror Edge, not shooters, but we'll count them because the number's probably going to be low. Yeah. But you're not wrong. I mean, this is this is undisputed. There's not enough women uh, in those. Yeah, there's not a lot. shooters. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot. Like so, I think the Doom Marines a lady. We just don't know it. I mean, Far Cry, you always play a dude, right? <laughs> yeah. Crisis, you're always a dude. Well, you can pick in some of the Far Cries, like, but yeah, again, it's picking from. So characters. if you choice, if it's a choice, it doesn't count. It's that you yeah. have the bravery to make a game, and it's a woman's perspective, and that's it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, one of the it. wasn't one of the um un not unfounded. What, <laughs> what was the chat room says? Doom Marines gender is doom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. That's, that's pretty good. That's a really good point. Man. That's a real doom answer right there. I like it. I wish, I wish I liked um, Mirror's Edge more than I did. Halo is the Master Chief. Yeah. You know what I could go for though. I, we were talking about, um, uh, sorry, what's her name? Uh, freaking Joanna Dark. I could co- totally go for a, a Perfect Dark remake or a or a new, sure. new game. Perfect, Perfect Dark was amazing. I, I love that, that game. That yeah, was great. I like because I really like Goldeneye, but Perfect Dark took it to this really cool aesthetic, and it was a good shooter. Yeah, cool weapons for the time. Chat is saying Horizon Zero Dawn. That's not a first person shooter though. Yeah, first person shooter. Also, not also not a shooter. It's also it's third person and not a shooter really. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm all for. I like playing games with. Lara it's Croft. like it's games where the world interacts with you as a woman and yeah. not as a male. Yeah. You know, it's, it's even though a lot of those games, some feminists might argue, it's still male gaze kind of crap. But not going there. Just keeping it simple. At least we have a singular character who is you're playing a female. Well, I always heard that John plays uh, female rogues in World of Warcraft so he can look at their bums. That's what I've heard. Uh, I mean, a lot of that sentence was true, mm-hmm. but not. I wouldn't say 100%. Just not all of it is what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I understand. Oh, jeez. Jurassic plays- Park Trespasser. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I forgot about that nope. game. Nobody thinks about that game, but yeah. yeah. You're looking down wow. your own cleavage with a heart tattoo. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's how you knew what your health was at. <laughs> Get your boobs. Is that, are you, is that you know? Real? Re- that's real? Yeah, that's yeah, real. That's Unfortunately, real. that is the reality. It's not a good game. Let's get to well, make that yeah. clear. Yeah, and they the- thought they were making a cinematic game, so they didn't want any HUD elements. So she would count how many bullets in the gun rather than tell you. So, like when you shot, she would just go nine more, eight, seven, yeah. six. You know, as you're pulling the trigger. Yeah. And their way to show your health. Because, you know, we don't want a HUD, heaven forbid, mm-hmm. was looking down at your chest and a tattoo that would change depending on your health. Which is much more realistic, I find. Yeah, just like in the movies. Yeah, you're, you when you have a tattoo that will alter itself based on your life force, that's My way My favorite more part of the Hunger Games, when Katniss <laughs> just kept checking checking down her shirt to see how she was holding up. Yeah, oh, how am I doing? Oh, my heart's really low. I should eat <laughs> I should eat a floating packet that looks like a, cro- a red cross on it somewhere. Video oh, games, man. Dead Sorry. Space figured out you could just put it to the back of the character. Oh, Got it. Dead Space was so good. Yeah. All these games that should have sequels and have better follow-ups and they don't. I mean, know. Dead Space 2, I like Dead Space 2 better than Dead Space 1. Oh, I 1, did too. But... I think Dead Space 2 is the height of the of the series. It's incredible. 3 is pretty, pretty good. 3 is all right. 2, yeah, I like 2 better. Three. But I think that 
the fact that they just dissolved that studio. Was it Volition, I think? And just said, man, we're not doing this anymore. I mean, what are you doing over the EA? I mean, these these are great franchises. I know they're not games as services and aren't having microtransactions, but can't we just... Can't we just sell a whole bunch of regular games? Can't we do that for a while, for a little bit? Yeah. Hey, wait, wait, quick check. Uh, Blades check, 2019. Let's see how we're doing. Um, 2019. So it, you're not very optimistic. Is it playable? <laughs> Counting year. Count years already. Let's see. Uh, nope. Still says thank you for downloading Blades and uh, tells me I can't play it. So there you go. All right. All right. Let's move on to this, shall we? Is Blizzard Ooh. even making? That was loud, wasn't it? That's really loud. Why was that so loud? That's so freaking loud. Shouldn't be that loud. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but it's louder than it's supposed to be. All right. the second time. <laughs> um, hey, uh, Blizzard, I don't think they're, they're classic games division. I think they might actually be phasing that out. I have a theory. So here goes my theory. Okay. Warcraft 1 and 2 just hit GOG. GOG. Mm -hmm. Good old games. Got them today. Warcraft 1 and 2. So that's... Uh, one uh, works versus humans and two the battle net edition thing battleground edition whatever the hell it was called uh, those those two games are straight up on GOG announced by both the Warcraft uh, people and the GOG people and that's now a thing uh, two three weeks ago whatever it was Diablo 1 available on GOG I am now starting to think that after Warcraft 3 I'm not sure they're going to have a classics games division. Like, what would really put this to bed for me is if in another two or three weeks, suddenly Diablo 2 showed up on GOG. And then I would go... But those go, games were never on classic games on Battle.net to begin with? Well, none of no, them were. They weren't. None of, well, no. They all, you could all, get Warcraft 3 and onward and Diablo 2 and onward. You couldn't get 1 or Warcraft 1 or 2 on the Battle.net store ever. No. Well, Battle.net... Well, no, that's not true because bad, the Battle.net edition of Warcraft 3, I guess that was a later release of it, but that was. No, you could yeah. get Warcraft 3, but 1 and 2 and uh, Diablo 1, you could not. Okay. And there was no CD key to plug into the website to say, I own this game, please add it to my library. Right. So it wasn't available through their launcher at all. And also, right. it didn't, doesn't install very well on modern machines, so it was like a tough to even purchase as a box somewhere at a box, the eBay or whatever. Well, that's kind of true for all these games, but but my point is like when they finish this Warcraft three thing, all that's really left to make, unless you're talking about Lost Vikings or freaking rock and roll racing or something like that, is uh, Diablo two. So all I'm saying is, if Diablo two shows up on GOG, I say they're phasing that team out. Because what else are you working on? They're not doing the WoW Classic stuff. That's not them. That's the WoW team. Diablo 2 is purchasable on Battle.net. Purchasable, on but not... You can't put it on the launcher, can you? It's Yeah, yeah. If you buy it, it's on... on oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think you can download. put it on the launcher. No. I think you can download some digital thing from the store Although and pay for it. it has a button in the, in the shop. I'm just on Battle.net now. There's a button for it hmm. in the shop. I don't know. Warcraft 3 has a has a button on my left hand side in Battle.net. Well, I mean, but well, yeah, because they're doing the the remake, right? Which is why they've given you that. Yeah, because Warcraft oh, 3 is about to get that big remake, which is my entire yeah. point. If they're not planning a remake of Diablo 2 and someone else does it, then I'm then I think this is it for that team. Like, I what mean, else that are they could be make? a safe bet. They could transition to work on something else. They could. I mean, uh, here's I I see where your logic is. Yeah. 
here's where I would push back on it a little bit beyond the reasons we said it might be the reason these are the games that are going to good old games. Okay. When they did that big patch of Warcraft 3 not too long ago, yeah. you know, they were like, oh, we got big news coming for Warcraft 3, and people were like, they're doing Warcraft 3 Remastered. They're doing it. They're doing it. And then they came out, and they're like, we're doing a patch. We're going to support widescreen monitors. We're going to support modern resolutions. We're putting in modern features. And people were like, oh, well, I guess they're not going to remaster Warcraft 3. And then BlizzCon came, and they're remastering Warcraft 3. Yeah. Like, Blizzard sometimes makes decisions that don't even necessarily go hand in hand with other decisions they're making. They could very easily say, yeah, let's put it out on good old games. And then they could have that team turn around and start working on Warcraft one and two for a remaster. Yeah, like, that's, it, that's true. Cause all they're getting, they're getting, you know, widescreen support and being able to just run on modern hardware over a good old games, but not much else. Yeah, no, no. Um, I don't even know what the resolution amount of effort. Hey, yeah. let's, you want a tinfoil hat thing? Go it. Do it even harder. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that a fairly prominent developer from CD Projekt Web, uh, Red, went to go work for Blizzard. Yeah. Yeah, we I knew about that. The team he joined. He was the lead we... story dude on Witcher. No, no. Lead something on Witcher 3. Yeah. I can't remember what he did. But... Right. And so Blizzard, a company known for having its PC exclusive on its PC exclusive store, actually makes a partner out of good old game. Like, the thing is... Can they just? Wouldn't it just be better to put it like someone said? It would not be better to put it on Battle.net because people go to good old games for good old games. Because why the hell not put it on the Battle.net launch? There, there was for a company like Blizzard, there's no reason to put mm. it on good old games unless they looked at it and said, "We'll probably get more downloads or more impact, or it's an experiment to put it on the GOG and not have it on Battle.net." Yeah. Yeah. That's it's actual insanity. And here's where the here's where the tinfoil hat is. Activision Blizzard is going to try and acquire CD Projekt Red. Whoa! Mm. Or works. there's future partnership in some crazy ass way. Jeez, that's but terrifying. Blizzard, Blizzard specifically, like they're known, like they're big fans of all kinds of properties, but and they work with Nintendo and stuff like that. But this is on the PC side of things. This isn't we're working with Nintendo because we don't make consoles and we like their consoles and it's profitable or whatever. Or, right. Or Diablo immortal edition for. Yeah. Or, or overwatch it, or any of those. This, yeah. this is, this is um, an unusual move for a company that's never had their games on steam or anything like that, that I can recall in its history. Once BattleNet became a thing. Yeah. What if it's a, uh, so, what if it's okay, let me where I'm going to share your little hat for a minute. <laughs> let's say you're right or let's say that this is this theory came true um Geralt of Rivia a bruiser in Heroes of the Storm do it uh okay hold on I got more for you uh Hearthstone just rolls Gwent into it <laughs> sure yeah so it's just Gwent do you want to uh, launch Hearthstone or Gwent? Yeah, but then here's the cool part from the other side. The developer made that super rad standalone um, Witcher game recently that, that plays a lot like a, a kind of Baldur's Gate-ish, but then the combat's done through Gwent. They could do... Oh, Throne, Thronebreaker? Thronebreaker. It's really cool yeah. game, that game. Oh, that's I gotta. That's a game I really want to play. Yeah, you should play I think you'd love it. The only it. reason so, I haven't played it is because I didn't finish Witcher 3, and I don't want spoilers, and I feel like... 
You might get some. They named their cards after characters. And I'm like, eh. yeah, it's a little scary, but but it's a single player game. Okay. Uh, so then imagine that team's like, all right, now you guys are making the standalone isometric top down Warcraft game with Thrall and his buddies who went on a secret mission to do a thing. Like, I, I'm not saying any of this is going to happen and likely won't, but I'm not saying there aren't advantages to that kind of crossover because that's a great okay. developer over there. You've all had your tinfoil hat moment. I'll take it. Hand it over. <laughs> all right. Put it on. Right, I've had I'm it on my wiener. I just let I'm you gonna know. I'm going to take the tinfoil hat. Okay. I'm going to crumple it up and throw it over there, and I'm going to say, hey, good old game sells old games. And they probably went to Blizzard, who has a lot of really classic old games yeah. that really kind of defined the PC, and said, hey, what if we put some of your games on our store? And Blizzard said, okay. Yeah. No, that's not the whole story. It, it when, could when, be when, the whole when did, story. When did good old games launch? Uh, years ago, ten years ago, something like that. Okay, so good old good GOG launch date. All right, because the story is, I don't know, two twenty fourteen announced the launch of a new edition of the service. No, that's before that. These guys have been around a long time. Hold on, G- uh, GOG two thousand eight, eleven years ago. Two thousand. So in two thousand eight, GOG gets created. And in 2008, they go to Blizzard and say, your classic games, put them on the store. And Blizzard goes, no. And then it's 2008. So 10 years goes by. 11. Uh-huh. And then they're like, yeah, let's do this. Like, it, there's an 11-year gap in that store. I, just, it's, I think yeah. it's an important feature that like they probably felt differently at that time than they do now, which is they're like, Looking over and saying, "Yeah, you guys are kind of, you guys kind of match your values. Release it when it's ready. Mm-hmm. We like your, we, we, they. I'm sure that I'm sure they're video gamers over Blizzard. I'm sure they love CD Projekt Red stuff just as much as any of us uh, like it. And I don't know. Maybe it, it was a it's trade. Just a tinfoil, just tinfoil hat theory. Maybe, but, maybe. Yeah. By the way, that tinfoil, John, wash your hands. I had that tinfoil hat on my wiener, and I, and you may want to wash your hands." Uh, <laughs> What I was going to say was maybe this uh, you could get real weird with it and say, well, this acquisition of that high, that top level CCP guy who now works at Blizzard, maybe part of the trade was that. Maybe there was a little bit of a something like, we'll do this, and guess what? Uh, part of that deal, we want to run your your old games on our on our service sure. that we have. and maybe share background tech, you know, yeah. the stuff that CD Projekt Rec does good, vice versa. I mean, who knows? Yeah. It's also it's always good for companies to do that exchange program where you send some of your employees over there, you send some employees over there and bring back knowledge. Arbor Thanat in the chat says this is good free will or this is good free will at a time Blizzard could use it. Yeah, I agree. It's it's not yeah. there's nothing wrong with this arrangement. It's just it does make me worry if not worry. It makes me wonder if they their emphasis on bringing all their classic games up to modern light has changed some in recent months given all the other changes. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Warcraft 3 is a big one. Clearly, they're pl- putting that out. People can already buy the damn thing. But uh, what they'll do with it in the end, who knows? All right. Well done. That's all we had there. Uh, before we go, quick mention of what we're playing. Or not before we go. I have a call today. We have to play a call. Uh, I've started playing Stellaris again. Yeah. Uh, because that game's great. And uh, I, I heard about a bunch of interface changes they made. They're super cool. And they're they are good. Um, I don't know if it was in uh, some of that. I think this patch may have come right around the time they put out the console version of that game, which is crazy to think a console version of that game works. Can't even imagine it. I'm blown away by that, but apparently it does. And people are fond of the Xbox PS4 version of 
of Stellaris. But as a result, the PC version got some nice little tweaks, and I really like it, and I'm playing it again, and I'm loving it. And I also started playing Farm Together on the Switch. Why? I don't know. I like It's that. on your top ten list of game <laughs> likes when we just farming. I like farm games. I like simple <laughs> ones. Okay. I want to make that it's clear. Okay. I don't like the sim ones where it's like, your tractor needs to be taken to the shop and then have 14 things done. I don't like that. I like put shit I in like the ground. I like that he's played enough that he knows that there's a difference between them. Oh, there's totally a difference. It's like a flight simulator versus, you know, just a fun yeah. Crimson Skies kind of experience. So so, so you, for me, I just want to plant my stuff. I want to water my stuff. I want to pick my stuff. And then I want to sell my stuff. And then so I want to do it again. Farm Together is the burnout of farming games. Yes, thank you very much. Well, good way to put that. And it's just a taste of like what I love about Animal Crossing, uh, the proper series of Animal Crossing, and things like that. I just like a, I like a thing where I'm just kind of managing my stuff, and the seasons change, and the seeds, seed prices go up in the winter because they're harder to get, and you know, it's just like that. But then I don't want the ones where it's like, oh no, did you talk to the county commissioner about the extra land you're going to need for the F that. Not into it. Those games I want exist. the ones that have a dating sim in it, though. Does this have that? <laughs> no. no, but you can play with other people, which means... I want to go into town and find out which villagers are bonable. Yeah, all. all <laughs> hey, John, did you, did you play Boyfriend Dungeon? No. Should I? Tell us about it, Bo. I don't know. It's just, I think it's... um. <laughs> You play. <laughs> I didn't play it, but all this talk about visual novels, and I think it's visual novelly. But you play, I think, a guy or a girl with a sword, and but your sword turns into your boyfriend, and you have to like romance it for what? It to do more what? powers. Really, it's called boyfriend. That's dungeon. a thing. Yeah. Boyfriend dungeon. Uh, hang on. Anyways, just wanted to recommend it. I haven't played it. Yeah, boyfriend dungeon. <laughs> That's Bo's recommendation because I have twice now expressed an interest in dating games, <laughs> except not. Except I've expressed interest in a game that's only pretending uh -huh. to be one and the dating aspect of Harvest. There you go. Boyfriendungeon.com. Watch the trailer. Right. I'll check it out. Right. I'm into flirting with your sword. If you're going to have a sword, you might as well really like your sword. Actually, the trailer was really well animated and awesome. Really? I can't believe I'm hearing any of this. Any of this I actually true. own Dream Daddy. Chat is talking about it. I own it. I haven't played it. But I own it. <laughs> Well, I remember there was a lot of talk about Dream Daddy, but I I, I heard it was good. I got it. All right. I like you, to play. Will... Basically, Boyfriend Dungeon is Bastion and a visual novel mixed in one. Nice. Uh, John, how's Baba is you? I keep hearing good things. It's good. It, Baba is you is great. Yeah. I so I saw this game, and I you know I immediately judged it on its looks, like you know sometimes we're guilty of doing, and I was like, eh, this doesn't look that great. And I ignored it, and then I noticed that it was still on like the top sellers of Steam, and I thought, well, what if this game looks so weird. What could it be? And I looked into what it was, and I immediately was just like, oh my gosh, this game seems right up my alley. I have to get this. Uh, and it is, a, it is a cool little puzzle game uh, that's all about rules, very specific rules, but in also the fact that you can break them. So... You know, it might say wall is block, which means you can't go through a wall. But if it doesn't say that, you can just walk over the top of it. That wall is nothing more than a texture on the ground for you to move across. Yeah. So uh, it's a it's a puzzle game. There's lots of different ways. I mean, the first level, I think there were seven or eight different ways you can solve just that first puzzle in the game. And it's just wild. It's really simple graphics, but it's just a really addictive and surprisingly complicated puzzle game. I like the look of it a lot. Um, it, there's something about the minimalism that I'm 
I, I, I'm fond of it. That kind of squiggle vision looking animation and art is totally my, my, my thing. I like it. Yeah, it's really fun. It's a, it's just super cool. And you know, you it's one of those games where it's like, I wonder if this works, and you do it, and it works, and that you know is the thing that solves the puzzle for you, and you just you feel brilliant, uh, but also amazed that the thing actually did what you thought it should do. Nice. Um, um, then... But yeah, I've been I've been doing that. Uh, I have been continuing my fandom of Warframe, mm-hmm. and. That's been really good. Right now they're doing an event uh, where they're giving you a bunch of free stuff by doing just a basic quest, and that's been fun. I'm at the point now, I've I've gotten to that game where I'm at the YouTube video level. Oh. So I played it, and I didn't understand it, and then I played it and thought I was understanding it, and then I played it and was like, okay, maybe I'm okay at it. And now I'm at the part where I know I'm not actually okay with it. And now I need to go look at YouTube videos to find out what else I'm missing about it. I see. And you... But I, I love the Warframe that I picked out. Um, I think her name's like Saren or Saren or something like that. I think uh, she's high on most tier lists this year. Is she? Because she's I awesome. So. I didn't know you, you basically... played a character in that game. I thought you just picked a Warframe and built built it on on a drone type. The the, the Warframes they're not characters like an Overwatch, but yeah. they have your unique one through four abilities like Diablo. Yeah, they have the unique body shape and personality, huh. but there's no VO or anything like that. They just behave differently. So how yeah, does so she like have my an... my character's powers right now? If I use my base level power, I poison a guy. But if I kill them while that poison's on, it spreads to every enemy that's near them when they die, and the poison becomes more powerful. And that happens every time I kill an enemy. So you hit one enemy, kill them, and then next thing you know, you just mow down this enemy force in front of you. And they just all immediately explode and die. Uh, If I do my next level ability, I create a little clone of myself that just will distract enemies and they'll shoot at that. I've got another one where I poison my bullets and all the damage I do is poison damage. And then I have an ultimate where I unleash this massive aura explosion of poison around me and they all interact with each other. Kind of like uh, actually kind of like a MOBA character, you know, like Bo said, like a character in Diablo. And that's just one character. Um, And there's a whole bunch of them in there that do a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. And have you grown to like the kind of Geiger-esque sort of style of everything? Like the... No, no, (laughs) not really. It's okay. It's gotten to the point where it's distracting me anymore, Mm -hmm. but um, it's, it has an aesthetic. I think it's, I think all the enemies and stuff look way cooler than the war themselves. I think the warframes are probably the one thing that I don't think looks very cool in the game. You you know, what improves your enjoyment is get by yourself. uh, Sidana. What's a Sidana? It's a paid DLC. You get a cloak for your back, but oh, the cloaks are beautiful. Yes, really. I got one of those. That's one of the things they're giving away, right? Part of the quest. So I got one, and you're right. My character is way cooler now that they have it. Oh, look at this. I'm trying to see. You can blow a ton of money on cosmetics in that game. There's 39 Warframes now in the game, so there's lots to choose from. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to buy any of it if you go farm and hunt the components and blueprints and all that jazz, and that forms the gameplay loop for the most part. Yeah, That's the part I don't understand yet, because I'm still working my way through the story, but I'm not entirely sure 
where to go to get the things I want. So that's what I'm going to be looking the at. Warframe Wikia, uh, look up the Warframe you want and you'll find where all the parts are there. That's just the way that game is. You'll, you'll never learn it in game where the parts are, unless you randomly come across it doing missions. Mm-hmm. You'll want to, tr- it's a treasure hunt. You want to find out where all the pieces drop and then do those missions and et cetera, et cetera. I like the outdoor business. It's cool. And some of the stuff in these new maps they've got. The surface of Mars and the surface of like winter-like planets are pretty cool, actually. And there's got game. this flying flying ability now. Like you can, uh, yeah. So it's Archwing. There are Archwing missions where you fly in space, but also can fly on the surface of planets. Yeah, that's crazy. Look um, at this. So there's a whole flying component. This game changed uh, a game. lot. I played this in the old beta days of it, like forever ago, oh, and it was so so different, so janky and different. It was not this. Like they've they've really come far with it. Ah, uh, you guys are tempting me to play this damn stupid. You should game. do it. We could all play. It's a multiplayer. Yeah, but you're so far ahead of us now, or me anyway. No, it doesn't. It doesn't really work that way. You know what it works like? Is he cutting out for you? Um, John keeps cutting. He's out cutting out a little bit. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. it's probably because I'm watching this video now, Scott. Oh, it's weird. It sounds like game. a um. What do you call it? A. It sounds like a short or something, but maybe not. Anyway, sorry, Bo. You're so. Saying. Yeah, so um, that it doesn't really work that way. What's the best way to describe it? It's it's almost like when we play Vermintide or whatever. You can just pick whatever mission you want and just run it. Doesn't does matter. It, does it does it, it adjust for for levels and stuff? Like if I'm like you don't unlock all the missions. You, there is a sort of a progression path, but you can go back and do mission one to your heart's content if you want to farm an item there. And farming sounds negative in this, but the missions are fun, so it's usually fun activities. It's just picking activities. It's like, and it's doing like it. Diablo in that way. Then you just But like, like if you play with me and my like I have a Rhino Prime that's like fully kitted out with yeah. pretty high mods, like you'll get that, oh I'm five miles ahead steamrolling everything. But I could take some low level mods and level some low level weapons and stuff like that. So there's options for me to play uh with with um lower strength frames. Hmm. All right. I'm kind of into it. It just feels like I'm watching this video and watching this guy play. It's like just watching a, it's like watching molten lava with legs. Like, I don't know what this is even supposed to be. Like there's such, this yeah, aesthetic the, is so weird. The basic game. frames are like simpler. Excalibur is like, to me, the generic everyman frame is also really powerful. Mm-hmm. It's like soldier 76 of frames. Mm-hmm. Basically your ultimate is you take out a sword and you're Genji and you just shoot your sword everywhere. Right. Yeah, so some of them are like weird and really nuanced, and if you get into that deep nerd level of the game, you will love it. Uh, but you don't. You get one Warframe to start with. I'm sure Excalibur is one of the picks still, mm. and it's easy town. Well, I know John. Other than that, you've been pretty buried in prepping for this D and D one shot we're doing for the next two weeks. Yeah, uh, that's been kind of my kind of my thing. It turns out. I thought I had plenty of time, and I don't. Yeah. It's been a crazy week, so it's been a lot of that. Takes Turns out that stuff is hard, or well, harder. You guys make it look easy, but it's harder than you think it is. That's okay. Me and Garpoon will have chocolate eclairs. Oh, Garpoon. We've already given out the name, have we? Mmm, Garpoon. Mmm, Garpoon. We talked about it last week, Nash. Oh, did we? Do you no. not remember? No. <laughs> we talked Excuse about it TWBD. Oh, is that his? Uh, <laughs> Are you going to lick yourself in this mini campaign? Are you going to like uh, well, I'm a tabaxi. It's traditionally how we clean ourselves. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> That's no good. Um, all right, Bo, Heroes of the Storm, they launched their stuff this week at the, the classes, the, or the class re- 
classification thing? Uh, so the role system changes in there. It's yep. pretty invisible to me. If you're, I was just playing quick match, so who cares? Um, doesn't really affect anything, to be honest with you. Right. But I'll tell you what got me to open my wallet was the cyberpunk skins. Yeah. Chilled out. Got me my butcher skins and my Lucio skins and the whole shebang. Uh, Chromie skins, Karazim skins. Um, had a lot of fun playing Karazim. And the new Chromie rework is hella fun. Really? I've been having a lot of fun playing Chromie. I think I've put in 20 or 30 games this week. Is she all? Is she still all super wind up-y with all her abilities? Or did that change? Oh, yeah. It's it's samey but different. Her Q Sandblast yeah. now hits minions. So she's like Li Ming. Her big abilities won't go through the minions. But it's great because you can build her in such a way as to become a siege monster. Mm. I played a game last night that was a 40-minute game on Brexit Holdout, <laughs> the snowball map. Uh-huh. And I had like 250,000 siege damage. We lost, but the kills were like 65 to 63. And I just mowed those. Like the Zerg wave would come and Chromie would just <laughs> goodbye. Just really? wipe the whole wave out in like two seconds flat. Wow. Yeah, she's kind of need tweaks. So if you want to play Chromie. That being said, she still loses tons of games because she's Chromie. Right. But. You'll give you'll kill a lot of people while doing it. So it's I, I, me- I meant to try the Lucio changes because they're super weird to me, and it makes me think I'm either going to hate it or love it, and I haven't had a chance yet. But I like I like the it. changes. I just hate that he has his his speed boost song less speed. Mm. Mm. Well, there you so go. you're not zipping around as much. So that felt bad. But uh, high fiving people is kind of fun. Give me that sound you gave me when Chromie killed all those Zerg. What was it again? The sound you made. No, I want to make. No, you went like you went like, or something like oh. that. Yeah, and that reminded me of this clip. The diarrhea specialist. All right, fantastic. Just wanted. To- oh, oh. Well, there's <laughs> there used to be specialists and heroes, but not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Nope. Somehow, uh, Zul is a bruiser. Makes sense of that. I mean, I guess he is, but whatever. It's just a weird thing. Uh, all right, and then you've been working on D and D stuff, obviously, uh, as well for our weekly funness that we have. Uh, let's do a quick email. It's actually not an email to call and it begins with this. This is regarding the Epic store that, uh, Bo so poo-pooed last week. And, uh, oh, good. we'll now get a taste of the wrath of a listener regarding that. Not really. He just has a thing to say. It's very short. Here you go. Hey nerd. This is Legrand for core. Uh, listen, Epic Game Store gave me Super Meat Boy for free. So that's good enough for me. That's it. That's the whole call. He just says, look, if they give you a free thing, great. And they do that. Every month they have a free game, and it's usually a pretty decent game. Um, that's a really old one, Super Meat Boy, and Meat Boy Forever or, or Infinite or whatever it is that's coming out. Uh, you know, That's the new game you're going to want to get if you're into Meat Boy. But uh, there have been other games that have been like, whoa, really? This is cool. This is a game I wish I picked up forever ago and never did or whatever. So, Bo, maybe the, maybe the bottom line will be, hey, hey, there's a free game Bo always wanted. It's now up on Epic. You get it for free for life. You'll get the Epic Store. Right? Mm, yeah, maybe. 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 Okay. A game Bo actually wants is going to be on that store, and it's still not enough to get him to do it. Maybe. I mean, there probably are games on there already that are exclusive there that he wants, like Metro. And you're not going. You're not doing it. I get yeah. it. I get it. No. I get it. Uh, well, I would say if if they manage to get exclusive in perpetuity type deals, 
that's a different matter than yeah because because none of these including metro are are permanent uh it's it's i just i just don't like the artificial division it creates in pc gaming it's unnecessary i get why xbox and playstation does it and nintendo and all that stuff in the pc realm the battle for your uh processing speed or your program your cpu cycles Mm. is on and i'm not having it (laughs) i get it that's all i i've Uh, I've come more around to your way of thinking on that kind of um, if they said Metro will only ever be purchasable on the Epic Game Store, then here's what I got to do. I installed Origin because to play Dead Space 3, I had to buy it there. Yeah. And it's not available on Steam. Right. So maybe they can, you know, maybe they can offer developers even more to get those exclusives in perpetuity, but I doubt they'll do it, which means they're not putting their money where their mouth is. And it's not, I don't like it. I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I, I've come. I think I've come closer to your point of view, even though I I'm fine having the thing open. But I understand. Fine if you have it. I don't have anything against no, anyone no, no, who no. installs it. I lo- I think you've got a principled stance here, and I think and the principle makes sense. I totally get it. I am. An See, I think the principle is the bad guy. You think he's? And that, I think we're, 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 gonna to, we're gonna on a limited him. bit of time before we wipe it out. Yeah, we got to fight the principle. Mm-hmm. Probably in his own city. Yeah, is my thinking. That's what uh, I think. Well, Orp, be with us, and let's see if we can't pull it off. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the uh, voicemail. You can send your voicemails to 801-471-0462, or if you'd prefer an email, those are easy too. Core, sorry, what's our email address? Uh, well, email you know what? It's, it's, it's an address now. Just go to frogpants.com slash core. You use the contact link. That's how we do it now. So you do that, frogpants.com slash core, or again, 801-471-0462. Take us to task complain talk about a thing you like you don't like whatever we're open to your suggestions i think that's everything yeah they should tell people what warframe uh john should go farm oh yeah john or tell oh people should tell john that yeah i got banshee because uh sylvanas no no i don't like it (laughs) not opening the whole conversation just put that back in there no i know i'm just saying i didn't like it that much everybody always scott always says i'll be whatever the closest thing is to sylvanas i just want him to know i tried it and i didn't like it it is kind of john's thing go for the sylvanas look if you can (laughs) yeah um and that's okay i also admire that there was a game i played the other day some japanese or some korean mmo mobile thing because you know i like to dork around with those sometimes and i forgot the name of it and it's completely forgettable and totally stupid but the main archer ranger slash rogue character that you could choose from was straight up lifted Sylvanas, like just Sylvanas. That's who it was. Okay. And Blizzard should I sue should them. Play, then. They should sue. Yeah, you should go. You should go play Epic of Times uh, Raid or whatever <laughs> name it was. Dinner in theater. Yeah. <laughs> it was something like that. It was some terrible name, and we should never think of it again. All right. Man, if they ever do a third-person shooter like Tomb Raider style, see yeah. if, when Blizzard buys CD Projekt Red, they're going to say, we're going to do a game like Witcher, but Sylvanas. Ooh. Oh, It's like geez. Tomb Raider, oh. and it's got, you know, just... Like, John would I'd be, be dead. My I, body would split in half, and my legs would... Be. I just... I don't know... I don't know how I would handle that. I know otherwise. I I would be as excited as you are about it. Yeah. That would be amazing. Oh my gosh, dude. That's what I, I mean, want Blizzard to make anyway. Good. That's what I want them to do now anyway. I want them to make a big epic 
first or third person adventure with one of their cool characters in that world. Like, let's go. Sylvanas, it's done. Yeah, you already got her. I should, my game job in life should be to go to all the game companies and tell them what to make and they just listen to me. <laughs> and she could take, Nathanos could be her companion the whole time going, Nathanos, run forward and see, check out the thing. Yes, dark lady. I mean, you could go crazy with those characters. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Thank you all for being here. Our website is frogpants.com slash core, C-O-R-E. And you can follow us on Twitter, corepod. John underscore Jagger, Scott Johnson, and Bo Schwartz. That's going to do it for us. Oh, don't forget, support us on Patreon. Patreon. Oh, yes, that's how we keep the lights on. Patreon.com slash core show. We thank you for the support you've already given. And if you haven't, consider it at Patreon.com slash core show. That'll do it for us, for me, for John, for Bo. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. That's a good question.